BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Cop Brother. My name is Craig Rommel. Here with my buddy Dennis Cornelius. How are you? Good, Broski. How are you, man? Good. A couple of days ago, 9-11, 20th anniversary. It's obviously it changed our lives forever. I was just reflecting on, you know, it's it is one of those moments where you know where you were exactly and what was going on. I was running the Toronto Police Association and I had a, a routine every morning. I would stop and grab the four dailies at a variety store and then head to the office. This morning I had a meeting at around eight o'clock. It went quick. And then I grabbed the newspapers. And as I got back in the car, I got uh, a message from one of my board members, you know, to get into the office right away. And then I turned on the radio. And at that time it was just before nine. The big story was this small plane that went into one of the towers. But then obviously it soon escalated. And there was a concern there were in Toronto, like there were any major hub around the world at that point, there were emergency meetings going on. We really didn't know if it was a bigger attack, more than New York City, a city like Toronto with uh, skyscrapers. So there was, there was panic everywhere and fear. And I remember going through the whole day and then they called in the emergency callback for all police officers. And I think that happened everywhere also, not just in Toronto. Got home late at night, and then finding out how many firefighters and police officers died, I did have a down moment for a while. And then I kept thinking about our kids and the world that they are entering now, because I had very young children at the time. You were actually in New York, weren't you? I moved home 10 months before it happened. December 2000, after the U.S. elections, I, I lived... 1.4 miles from both towers and when it was happening and I was watching the, the first tower I uh, I kind of started doing the math and I'll tell you this that I've told all my friends and relatives when the first building started going down it would have been the equivalent of running for your life from the Eaton Center and you had to get to Young and Bloor to be out of that that collapse because the the twin towers. I don't think uh, seeing it on television and the news gave it how massive they were. They were entire city blocks, not Toronto blocks, New York blocks. Yeah, the like, the, uh, the point A to point B you're talking about is downtown Toronto. The, I think the pit itself, I was told, was equivalent from Young and Dundas down to the lake, which is massive. I couldn't imagine it. And you and I, we both have friends. I had a, a close friend after that. He was a, a lawyer in New York City. He lost some friends there. He came to Toronto right away to start a life. I know a lot of people like that just had to get away. You know, one thing I was thinking about this morning when I wanted to talk about this, 
you know, in the last 20 years, it has not happened again. So something came out positive on this, and we have not had an attack anywhere close to that. So something worked. Take the politics out of it. Take the left and right wing side of this. At the end of the day, we didn't go through this again. And I think the world came together on that. But something happened. We did something right. Because it could have been, uh, yes. it could have been, it could have happened within a year, but nothing happened in twenty years. Something didn't happen of that scale, but it's happened in the UK, in Spain. It's happened. It's been happening all over but the that world. That was a long, they were a year, they were a long time ago, Dennis. I mean, they had to control the situation. I think the world had to send a threat to whoever is responsible, and that, I think that's still debatable. Also, you know, we had to make sure that the, nobody was flying planes into buildings and it wasn't just towers the pentagon the third plane that crashed in the pennsylvania farm field the word was it was probably heading to the white house or it was definitely heading back to washington so we didn't go through it again but we've lost many people canadians that that were fighting the war in the last 20 years Mm. and you know, fast forward to what's going on now with everybody getting out of Afghanistan. Over 100 Canadian soldiers gave their lives to really fight on a rock. Afghanistan's one of the worst countries to patrol or to fix. And it just seems now, 20 years later, it's all for naught. We lost all these brave people of all nations And we handed it back to the Taliban like it was uh, two days before 9-11-2001. Like the last 20 years did not happen. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm not sure about you. Yeah, it was a waste of life, a waste of trillions of dollars. And back in the moment of uh, sadness and anger and shock, remember, this will never be done again because they got... The terrorists, the basically that evil element that got the free world that day, they won that day because terrorism is supposed to replay in your head for years and years, and it has. It did. So they, they succeeded on that front. Then we really woke up. Because remember, I was living in New York on the first attempt with right. the van underneath the towers. And guess what? Everybody got complacent. But those people were still inside New York and outside New York planning, trying, trying to plan again. For yeah. them, for them, they don't care about five years or ten years. They're in it for the long game, especially when you're an extremist, a terrorist. Uh, you know the, these murderous groups. But it is sad. Twenty years later, what did we do except for bomb the side of mountains? The Russians did it for nine years. The, the British Empire did it 100 years ago, got nowhere. You know, it's sad now looking at the headlines, but whether it was this regime or the previous one with the U.S., someone had to get out of there because you can't fix it. We've helped the Taliban get there in the late 80s. And, and we, we, just, we just helped, helped them again. And we helped them again like, It is insane, and that's why I thought the one thing that I thought the former President Trump was going to do was, I'm not getting involved in other stuff and other messes because we can't. And I thought that was a good thing to do. And now, you know, this President Biden is going to pay for this because 
it is an absolute mess. And I think people are going to get killed. And because the Taliban are operating medievally, they're they're like not they're not fifty years behind us. Okay, but that's so the Taliban internationally is not the problem. The Taliban's the problem in that country. It's ISIS that's coming back now, and and the Taliban's actually fearful of ISIS, who have been the problem. So now ISIS have freedom to organize again in Afghanistan. They are not the Taliban. The terrorist group is ISIS. Who and we saw what they're capable of doing, and yeah. they have a free reign now. And you know what? I assume the Americans, the Brits, the French—we don't have the technology. They're keeping an eye on them from space, from whatever. Somebody said to me, "If if this happened again today, with the military technology we have now, like the drones, what I'm talking about, we will not need boots on the ground ever again." Because they can send these unmanned objects yeah. from a thousand miles away and get in and as close as we are and kill whoever they are. So if if we had the technology today, this thing would have been over. We wouldn't have lost the lives. It would have been a war from a distance, including the spa, the spy satellites. You know, they have satellites now that can zoom in. And if people are exchanging currency, they can see exactly how much money is being exchanged, right? Yeah. So I've been told from friends that's where the that's that's why Biden wasn't afraid. No, I disagree with him leaving. It was all it was it was a mess. But the way the world lives now with the military, they're not afraid. And maybe I'm giving this a little more confidence than I should. They they know they can keep on top of this from a distance now because of the technology when it comes to the military, especially the Americans. So the problem is the people we left behind that have helped us and helped our soldiers out. So I think that we're not going to see the, if this thing starts up again. Problem is not Afghanistan as far as we're concerned. It's what ISIS can do now to the rest of the world on the planning, on the freedom they're going to have now to plan things to recruit. You know, we should be concerned the day after the Americans left, the Chinese and the Russians that are, are there now. And they're there for a reason. You know, the only crop they grow there is opium. You know, it's a drug. They're there for a reason. And they, both China and Russia went in. Are they going to assist ISIS against us? Those are the possibilities now. That's what's concerning me. And that's what, you know, wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. We could easily be going back to, you know, the 7-7 in London with the transit. We could be going back to a number of issues that have happened that you named yeah. earlier, right? This, uh, the Spanish situation. We're not protected now like we were before. When we had boots on the ground in Afghanistan, we knew exactly what was going on. We don't really have that now. Our faith now... And I guess Biden's faith is the technology they have now to put a stop to it before it happens. I assume they're going to be sending rockets in all the time to kill these people of their meeting. I, I'm, again, I'm guessing. I hope they're doing something there. But my concern is it was all for naught, and our asses are sticking out now like they were before 9-11 20 years ago. Yeah, it's. I think it's, I don't know, Are you? is, is it cynical to say that 
just out of competition for world power. People like the, the Russians or the Chinese would literally be worse than like the North Koreas and, and assist ISIS to cause that much again. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a sad day. There were, well, they're all there together now, Dennis, as of today, the Russians, the Chinese Taliban and ISIS are in the same country right now. Officially. They're not sneaking around. Somebody screwed up here for that group to be together now because they're all there. Right. They don't need the, you know, when they talk about embargoes and, you know, trade and, you know, Afghanistan smarting up, the Chinese and the Russians are going to help them out. Just like Russia is in Syria. The thing is, Syria is prolonged by years because Russia having their planes and bases in Syria. Nobody's talking about it, but they're there. And we should be fearful of that. Are we, are we opened up now? I don't think because of the way the world is now with the checks and balances on the air travel, I don't think we're going to see that. But, you know, what's next? You know, like what, what could they do next? Our, our asses are hanging out now. I don't think enough people are talking about it. We're in the middle of a federal election here in Canada. I haven't heard a word about this, about, the, about Canada's safety when, when it comes to the world stage today. I, I believe an issue, at least for uh, Americans first and foremost, and especially the, the victims here of the 27, 2800 people that died in those two towers is even though they did the commission, there are families in Delaware and Pennsylvania and in New York and all over the U S they've been asking for the real story of what, what they uncovered in the nine 11 commission. And a lot of Americans, and I mean, in the millions, not conspiracy, but why is this stuff still redacted? Why can't we find out, how much we knew, and what happened. How did this happen to us as the the most powerful nation in the world? How did this happen? And there, there, you know, there are 25, 28-year-old uh, men and women there that were, you know, in, 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 in kindergarten and in grade two that are now become lawyers, and they're actively pursuing through every channel to find out what happened. There had to be more. There's no way these 19 guys, you've seen the pictures, they were sprayed all over the media. Someone helped these 19 guys take down this symbol of the West like, and cause this much psychological fear and terrorism. Even now, 20 years later, I still see the thing and I'm still riveted to the TV with the second plane coming in behind like it was underwater, Mm -hmm. like a shark in those documentaries that comes in behind and then curves in front of the frame. Like that stuff is still with me and with the world. I'd like to know more. Well, let me remind you, Dennis, the Americans historically are very good at eating their own. JFK was murdered almost 60 years ago, and we don't know what happened. Because they buried everything. They're very good at saving the embarrassment of who's behind this. And there's, yeah, my God, we got to depend on Oliver Stone doing a movie to maybe get to the bottom of it because we don't know what happened there. They're very good at it. I don't think we'll ever find out who was actually 
spearheading the attack. And on behalf of the 3,000 plus innocent people that died outside of the emergency services, you're damn right. But 20 years later, we're no closer to finding out all the players from A to Z who was involved, including Americans, the Saudis. You know, the, the relationship with Saudi Arabia today is better than it was 20 years ago. And they, I think 17 of the 19 people, the terrorists, were, were Saudi Arabians. And we're closer to that country now because of oil, but it didn't make a difference. And I'm not, I'm not going into the conspiracy about the Bush family and these. No, no, I'm not that. going there. It's this bigger is than that. Bush, Bush, he left the stage years ago. The Democrats have been in power. They've been in power with the House and the Senate and the White House. It didn't, it didn't change a thing. This is the Americans eating their own and protecting the integrity of the United States of America. And maybe they're doing it right. I wish Canadians were like that. I mean, let's, you know, let's be proud of what we do. I think, I think the world media, I think they're afraid to find out what really went on here, who was really involved. And it's been shut down, Dan. It's just like JFK. The 60th anniversary is coming up. There's still more questions than answers of who killed that guy. Who signed the contract? Mafia, Cuba, the State Department, the you know, the White House. The suspects are endless. On the pre- last president to be assassinated in office. Think about that for a minute. We're never going to get to the bottom of this. The Americans eat their own. They will take care of their, their own backyard. Maybe that's what was behind this, and they don't want to find out. You know, somebody knows. Somebody, I don't want to push, you know, the Oliver Stone movie, because everything with us comes back to, you know, movies. JFK, phenomenal, fascinating. But give me something else that's out there that explains what happened. Another project, documentary, right? It's definitely not the American government. You can go and say, okay, this is what happened, because I think it was, I'm, I'm guessing this, I think it was the Warren Commission. Was it the Warren Commission? Yeah, that sealed it for 50, no, longer. And then they were able to open some, but not all of it. Well, they kept it a secret for a reason. They sealed it because there was going to be a massive embarrassment that nobody could read this report on why somebody put a couple of slugs in the president of the United States' head. I mean, ah, God, so they don't give a crap. So that's where we are with 9-11 because it's 20 years and... I think they're bound to release more stuff in increments and then maybe just like they did. But by then, anybody that remembers not that in our thing, generation, Dennis. Yeah, not in maybe, our generation. Maybe your grandchildren. Not not none of my children are gonna find get to the bottom of this. But, but see, with every dying generation, the outrage dies too with the people that were hurt and oh yeah. And, you know. Oh no, I'm 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 very I'm very angry on this anniversary for a number of reasons. A, it happened. We let it happen in the first place, and I'm talking about demo, the, our democratic world. Yes. yes. Twenty years later, we lost a lot of good people that were killed during. It was a war. It was a war for nothing, and I was shocked how easy it was for Biden to make this decision. He saw what was going on at the airport all these innocent people. He didn't He didn't budge from it. So is there something else going on there? Was there another reason why they pulled out so quick? 
without preparing everybody. It happened too easy. And this guy didn't have a, he didn't give a damn who was getting slaughtered, innocent people, people that helped Americans and Canadians fight the war. Thanks, thanks for the help, but we can't help you now. You're stuck. There's hundreds of people over there right now, you know, just waiting to be executed. This wasn't a surprise date, right? You know that the Afghan Afghan army in their retreats, that the Taliban has been scooping up billions of dollars of all the tanks and weaponry yeah, but that Dan, we sent over and paid for, and they just they lost. No, no, I, I agree with all that, but the the uh, Afghan army folded yeah. because their president was on a plane leaving. So they sat around and said, what, what are we doing? Are you kidding me? The big guy just flew out of the country. Who's in charge here? What What are we going to fight now? And our, our president of the country flew off the day before. How? Why would you fight? I wouldn't fight for anybody. Everybody's forgetting that. All the leaders yeah. left and left the soldiers pick up the pieces and good luck. Like, uh, come on. Like, that's why they folded. There was no leadership. And it went quick. And maybe... The president was paid off. All comes back down to money. You know, even with JFK being murdered, he wanted to end the wars. There's a lot of people who make money at war. A lot of powerful people. Mm-hmm. Steel companies. Got to build the tanks. Got to build Munitions. the bombs. Yeah. Got to do yeah. all that. That was the best theory I ever heard because Kennedy wanted to become a pacifist. He didn't want the... Americans to be the world police service anymore. And a lot of people are going to go poor, including the military, the generals. That was one part of JFK, the movie I totally got. It all comes back to money. And you said it was a couple of trillion dollars they spent in Afghanistan, really for a rock. You must be on the moon fighting for the moon. There's we nothing did not there. influence a greater society or a better uh, system or anything. It was just bloodletting. Here's like how we, messed up it is. Yeah. Afghanistan is lawless. They, they have no security. None. They're dependent on the Taliban, and the Taliban is worried about ISIS. They are within 10 miles of Pakistan and India, who both have nuclear warheads. Yeah. They're nuclear states. Pakistan can set off a couple of bombs and blow the world up. India can do the same thing. And they hate each other. So why the world didn't stay in Afghanistan? Because Afghanistan was the point on this. So all these terrorists are running around now, can easily get into Pakistan, can easily get into India. They don't have the security we have. They can easily go in and send something up if they want. That part of the world have nuclear warheads at their readiness. And these terrorists are forming up again. And I don't see anybody talking about that either. I wouldn't trust Pakistan government or the Indian government, you know, but they got nukes and Afghanistan's right there. So the, the, the world is not safer today. And we should all be very, very upset and pissed off because we should have been better off today. When it comes to all that, I would have gone, you know, we had 20 years to do this, put Pakistan and India in its place too. Those two countries can end the world on their own. So 
we messed a chance here. Not just did we lose people unnecessarily through the military, but the world is worse off today because of really stupid moves and lack of judgment on some very powerful people. And I don't know where we're going to go now, Dennis. I don't. I don't know where. Somebody, nobody's telling me that the world's better off today. We're worse off today. And there's a lot of people that should be blamed for this. Right? The UN did nothing for 20 years, other than be a bunch of pacifists. You know? They didn't help. Nobody helped. So, I hope I'm wrong. That's my rant. How do you feel? I hope so, too. Look, it's, uh, these are dark days. That's all I could really say. 20 years later, that cloud has been over us. And now with this uh, exit. Let me ask you a question. You have a family. Your kids are about to go down. Take the subway. You get word. That thing's going to blow up. And we got a chance to kill every one of the mothers who are responsible for it happens. Is anybody going to hesitate? That's what we should be believing. And we had that chance for 20 years. And I'm being serious. I want to live in a safe world. I want my kids to be in a safe world. I want my grandchildren. I want my friends and their children. We had a chance to end this thing. And we're a softer world now than 20 years ago. Yeah, well. Much softer. And if there's a scenario where something's going to happen, your family's either going to be killed or whatever. I always say when I was a cop on the street, you really want me to go by the rules to save you and your family? Okay, yeah, yeah. or do you want me to break the rules and get there as fast as I can and annihilate, you know, if somebody's got a nuke or something or somebody's going to blow up a building or fly another plane into a building and you have a chance to stop it by taking well, people out. Yeah, you're Somebody answer, tell me. No, there are people who say, no, no, we can't do that. No, 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 no but, but listen, your answer, you know your answer. I know you, my answer. But no, I don't, I a lot of people well, don't agree with that's us. That's your emotional reactionary answer, but I'll give you the scenario because I'll give you a country that has been dealing with it 50 years before 9-11. The Israelis are the greatest terrorist hunters in the modern era. And for each guy that they've annihilated, they've made the, the situation worse for 70 years now. So there's your answer. No. Sure, you could get them all, but you'd never Dennis, get them all. They still have a country. So they, it's worked. Because if they didn't do what they're doing, Israel yeah. wouldn't be what it is today. You got to remember saying, that. They're still they're living in a war zone, and they always will in our lifetime. But yes. they do exist still because of their tactics. I know we exist too. I'm saying that you... We're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. And I, you know what? We lost our chance. I'm sorry. If it comes down to us against you, there's no rules. There's no but rules. But that's what we said in, in October, November of 2001. We and here we are 20 years later, and you're complaining. No, no, I'm complaining. I away. thought 20 years, we could have wiped them all out, to be honest with you. So we don't have to worry about it anymore. We took out bin Laden. Big deal. Who, somebody replaced him the next day. That was the trophy? Come on. That wasn't a trophy. They got replaced the next day to start planning the next attack. Wipe them all out. We missed the chance. That's all I'm saying. There hasn't been, but, but we, in the U.S., uh, they, when they got him, I don't remember any major 
I don't remember any major news about someone stepping in and being worse than him or even pulling off a 9-11 part two, as you said. So, look, we did that reaction, and 20 years later, everybody's going home. Home from where? From Afghanistan. No, they're not. There's still people stuck there. And there are allies. There are people that help their soldiers. Ambassador is the last person to leave. It's like the captain on a ship. Mm. All the ambassadors, United Nations, everybody got out and left our friends behind. Come on. That, nobody should be happy with this. No, and no, I, no, I, no, I'm no. not. It's not just the Americans. It's everybody. All these em- embassies are being ransacked now. They left. And a lot of these countries left their people behind. It's sickening. I am really, that's not the world I want to live in. We had, a, again, we had a chance. We missed it. We're just going to have to sit back and wait to see what happens now. I hope we're not targets. I hope I'm wrong. I really do, but it's not, it's not good. Like I said, I could take 30 cops and solve the drug problem anywhere. The world doesn't want it. I could, I could solve the problem. Just give us six months. But the world doesn't want that. We're softer today, bud. We're softer today. You know? I'm going to go off topic now, but if you really want to get me going, San Francisco City Council just passed a bylaw to pay the drug dealers $500 each not to shoot other drug dealers. So they're taking the taxes, and they're going to the drug dealers and saying, if you don't shoot anybody over the next month, we'll give you $500. That's how bad it is. How would you That's our soft that? society. So uh, to go out and actually try to kill terrorists now, it's got to be a good movie now. It's going to be. It's not going to be reality anymore. So I, I don't want to get off topic. That's another topic. Five hundred yeah. bucks. Don't shoot the guy. Don't go uh, shoot. Let's him. hope uh, maybe by the twenty-first year anniversary, maybe we find out some more about what happened and better, better educate ourselves on how to avoid it if it's coming back again because Dennis I know how to avoid it I know how to solve the problem and a lot of people do so but we don't want to do that we don't want to do that I had my rant thanks for listening thanks buddy uh till next time anybody want to comment information go to info at copfather.com I'm Craig Bermell this is copfather thanks everybody thanks Dennis BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.